Greetings from sunny South Florida. It's time for the Palm Beach Podcast. And the hosts of your show, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer. Photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Recorded live at the Media Zone Podcast Studio in Palm Beach County. Relax and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. James Spencer. How are you doing today, Spence? Good to see you, bud. Beautiful skies outside. Yeah, actually, it is a beautiful day outside, and we've got some great surf out there for all the Palm Beach surfers. <laughs> I know they're frothing just like you. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm salty right now, for sure. And we have a special guest on the show today, Spence, if you want to introduce who we've got here. Yeah, local legend, Lo- <laughs> Logan Morrison. We were just talking about a few nicknames for him. Uh, you know, a lot of people know him as Lomo. Yeah, yeah. Others know him as P-squared. <laughs> What's P squared? <laughs> do I know this? <laughs> I'm sure uh, some other people do, though. But uh, hey, man, thanks for coming on, yeah. honestly, and uh, always good to see you, bud. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, interested and look forward to topics we're going to cover today. Um, there is a, also a nickname out there that one of my teammates gave me. You guys will get a uh, crack out of this one. It's called, uh, they call me the Girthquake. Uh. I'm very wide, very wide guy. And, uh, <laughs> Not exactly graceful, so the quake or the earthquake, the panza, zik and suma. Um, we can go on. And What's on. your favorite? Um, earthquakes probably got a special place in my heart. It's just you know, pure respect, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Lomo's a classic, so whatever. Heck yeah, it's more PC too, probably. Eh, whatever. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you coming down to Singer Island and checking out the studio. What do you think so far? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I mean. The weather doesn't hurt, you know, the, the first time I'm coming over here. Uh, was it, like 75 out right now? 75 yeah. and sunny, yeah. Yeah, great great time to be in Florida right now, for sure. Awesome, and so you live in Palm Beach County now? Yep, up in Jupiter, yep, for sure. Awesome, and uh, why don't we get let you jump in and, and tell the, uh, the listeners and the viewers a little bit more about you. And Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we were chatting about earlier, a little bit about the origin story, kind of how you got into baseball and, and yeah. kind of where you're at now. Okay, so... Um, yeah, my dad was in the military. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, then I don't know how old I was, but recent or quick, uh, quick after that, went down to Key West where my dad was stationed. Um, he was in the no Coast way. Guard. Yeah, yeah. Key West for the hell is like two. Uh, then Newport News, Virginia. All the athletes come from there, so naturally. Uh, Alan Michael Irish Vick, and myself, right? Michael Vick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so no big deal. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Wilmington, North Carolina, Trot Nixon, myself, yeah, no big deal. And then Kansas City, Missouri, back to Kansas City, Missouri, um, Andy Ashby. That's uh, that's who I got for you, pitcher Padres back in the day. I'm sure there's a, w- way more famous people, athletes from Kansas City. I'm just not picking them up right now in my head. <laughs> uh, and then you got uh, – uh, uh, New Orleans. So I went to Slidell, Louisiana for the last two years of high school and then was uh, drafted by the Marlins and came to Jupiter. Uh, and then, you know, when you're in the minor leagues, you bounce all over the place. But um, I would say like off and on, I've been in the Palm Beach County area for, geez, 
32, 14 or so years. Yeah, a boy. Yeah. Shit, longer than both of us. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I got to tip my cap to you then. <laughs> Beautiful spot to live, baby. I'm sneaky old. Or sneaky well, hey, young. I don't know. Hey, I got I to gotta stop you there, but I know uh, a couple of Jack's Beach locals here, too, mm-hmm. who also were a big Thirsty Thursday fan of you mm. guys. Yeah, yeah. Playing for the Suns back in the day, man. That was... Uh, the Jacksonville Suns, baby, downtown. That team was a lot of fun. We won a double-A championship there uh, when I was there in 09, and... Uh, yeah, Jack's Beach. Um, not my wife's favorite spot. There is a. She probably doesn't want me to tell that story, so I'm not going to. But uh, smart man. Yeah, we had a lot of fun there. Heck yeah, you know, heck yeah, a lot bro. Of fun. And then they uh, swapped up and rebranded to the Jumbo Shrimp. Now they are the Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah, I like the uniforms. Um, and New Orleans went with the baby cakes, but the now New cakes. Orleans is going to be done. They're done now. Really? Yeah. No As of this ones. year. Yeah, uh, I think that was the last year. I. I want to say they're making the Ar- an Arkansas team a triple A team, but I'm not sure. Oh, I don't shit. Know. Yeah. So interesting. Cool. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's good news to know. Yeah. No was, more baby cakes. No more baby cakes. I think the stadium is probably like suboptimal and that's probably one of the big reasons why they moved it out. But sure. Yeah. Um, so back to the life story. Uh, yeah. Then we went to the Marlins. Or I got drafted by the Marlins. Uh, was what was called a draft and follow pick number six, 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 by the way. 666, Sign of the Beast. Yeah, Marlins. Literally. Yeah, Marlins should have known what they were getting into but, uh, <laughs> from the start. But, uh, yeah, uh, they don't have these draft and falls anymore. So, basically, I drafted. They control my rights up until the next draft. They could sign me up until the next draft. Ended up going to a year of junior college in Kansas City, back where my grandma was. Stayed with her. Played baseball there for the year. Uh, signed with the Marlins before the next draft. Worked my way up. You know, went to uh, GCL. Um, first stop, which is in Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Just back on the backfields. No atmosphere. Tough playing baseball there. Nine in the morning. And then you got uh, uh, Jamestown, New York. Also a tough spot. Um, good it's people. Cold up there. Good people. Yeah, summers weren't bad. Um, just stadium, not great. Uh, bad conditions? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, just, you know, on the bus all the time. And Grinding. you're going from, yeah, you're going, it's small towns. Small town upstate New York, so it's not not great. Um, that was the New York Penn League. And then you got the Sally League, was with the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Uh, that stadium, that spot was a little better set up for you um, to play every day. Uh, sleeper bus, that was a big step up. Whew, long bus rides, but you get to lay down. You get, to, you sure. get horizontal, it's a little different. Um, <laughs> it's like planes, dude. When you can lay horizontal, oh. flying from fucking JFK across country. Yeah, you're good. Or like, yeah, even if you want to go like... Or international. Yeah, international. It's <laughs> way better. Um, so... Then from Jamestown, oh, sorry, from Greensboro to back to Jupiter to high A, um, the Jupiter Hammerheads was there for a year. And then that's a good transition right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say that like the stadiums and like the lights and everything are better because they're big league spring trainings. Uh, no fans come, uh, but the travel's way easier, way better. Uh, just Florida pretty much, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. all Florida. It's all Florida. So, um, and then uh, after the Florida State League, you get the Southern League, which was Jacksonville. Uh, and then went to AAA the following year in Ona- uh, yeah, 2010 uh, in New Orleans. And I uh, got called up to the big leagues in July, uh, July 27th, made my debut in San Francisco. And, How'd that feel? Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, the coolest part about that was probably getting to tell your parents, you know, because you like, you know, you bust out. That's what you dream for, it, baby. Yeah, yeah, you grind it out you, from day one from your dad and you know, with the ultimate goal and then you get to tell the get to tell him and her you know it's it's cool stuff it's uh 
pretty good feeling that you'll never forget. I've been to a baseball game there. Yeah? Few, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went and saw, um, let's see, Mark McGuire mm-hmm. and uh, Barry Bonds, yeah. I think. Shit, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. The home run competition. That was right like the, the marquee lineup, you know? Yep, yep. That's uh, That was an exciting time in baseball. You know, well, ruined, ruined it because we can't take steroids anymore but whatever <laughs> uh yeah um yeah that park is beautiful um i don't always hold a special place in my heart because that was where i made my debut but uh city's cool too uh i always love the smells there it smells like garlic fries for some reason i love uh, it yeah um what's your favorite stadium uh yeah i mean there's so many good ones like i would say either target field in minneapolis or uh safeco field in seattle um, just like on this like clear summer day, it's 75 degrees and like, you can't beat it. Just right? like today, right? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there was some, let's see, I would say like, uh, the cities like San Diego, I love playing there just cause like the hotel, you can walk on a catwalk to the stadium. It's like you could eat off the playing surface. Uh, so I got a story to tell about that. When I moved to San Diego, I'm looking out my bedroom. I'm like, Oh, fucking park is that mm-hmm. my roommate's like oh padres baby mm-hmm. so we walked down there and they had this uh this fitness center you may know this in left field okay and literally all of the treadmills are overlooking left field that's cool yeah so everybody was like hey you just got to get a membership if you just want to watch a game <laughs> just go work out at that fucking that's time it, yeah and your season tickets. Oh, wow. seriously and, and a lot of people the membership was actually higher because of that mm-hmm. but Beautiful, beautiful stadium. Still probably not as much as a as a season ticket though. Nah, yeah. especially in San Diego. I mean, that's some serious multitasking, you know. Two for one. But, I thought uh, about it. I watch football all the time. Love football. Um, thought about getting a cardio machine and just instead of <laughs> drinking beer on my couch, I'm you know doing something productive and watching football. So. Well, you could still do both. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, do your cardio first. <laughs> in, in Jacksonville, they put a pool in the Jaguar Stadium. So, you know, yeah. you could go down there and swim some laps. Yes, yeah, so yeah. do, do some spa moves. Yeah, yeah, sure. I've uh, I've seen that crowd that goes in there. I don't know if... Uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm not sure. There might be some... They're peeing in there for sure, bro. Yeah, there's some diseases or something in there that I don't want to catch. But it was a good thought, you know. Um, <laughs> but they got a nightclub in, in uh, football stadium uh, for the Dolphins, right? They got live in there, I think. Well, and have you seen uh, some of that shit on Barstool? All the chicks in the strip clubs. Oh yeah, for the tailgates. Oh my lord, I have not seen this, dude. You got to check this out. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> you didn't think it like that was actually like. Where is that going? You know, like there's this balloon that just disappears and like it's really <laughs> long. There's like, is that like coming out the other end? I don't know what's going. And on. And that's the tailgate. Yeah, oh, literally. Lord. Yeah, there was like they. I don't know what strip club it was, but strippers were like at tailgates. Yeah. Scarlets or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's pretty cool to live in this area, right? Because you can kind of go and get a slice of Miami, go mm-hmm. up to Jupiter. Yeah. You know, West Palm has baseball games yeah. as well. So. No doubt. You guys have been on the Brightline? Well, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say the Brightline makes it fucking easy, too. Yeah. It's cool. I know uh, our friend Josh Cohen over at ESPN Radio would like you to use code ESPN on the Brightline. Mm. 25% that. off your first ride. Old Joshy Poo. <laughs> yeah, and apparently there's White Claws in there now, too. So, there you know. Go. I think... Uh, a good f- friend of ours just took it down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, and I, he said, "Easy, yeah, easy, easy ride." So, yeah, it's about a twenty-minute drive, I, I think, from like where we're at to the 
the station in West Palm, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's easy. It's so easy. It's so quiet, nice. And the next thing you know, you're in Fort Lauderdale, 45, you know, 50 minutes later. Well, and hopefully that connects to Orlando as well. Yeah, the eventually. Um, I don't know. They said they're going to start on it this winter, but I don't know. Um, yeah, we'd be going to Disney a lot then. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for me. Maybe no. we could hold off a couple of years. <laughs> no brainer with the little ones, though. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it gives us something to do. That's and sure. easier, honestly, just way easier. I know Mike made the trip a couple of weeks ago up there and you know, listen, if you could sit on, on the train and either be productive yeah. or do something yep. versus having to drive and dealing with that stress, I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I wonder if I could bring a treadmill on there. Well, I was just thinking yeah. maybe we could get a, a little fitness going. Or yeah. just put a swimming pool in there, yeah. you know. I'm just going to keep this idea going. Perfect. <laughs> that would be a party train. I could I could handle that. The Brightline pool. Yeah. That's yeah. the VIP area. When that's you talk right. to their marketing department. Memberships only. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> It'd be the right place to do it in Florida. I mean, shoot, it's always bikini season here, right? I mean, but from the sounds of it, you've lived on, done some time in the Northeast and public transit's a different thing up there than it is down here, right? It's like a must there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so many cars and people all in one spot, you know? Um, Yeah, I've like, so when we play the Yankees, it's either like a 45 to an hour drive in a car or it's a 45 minute subway ride. so, you know, I've done both, um, you know, at night it gets a little, a little yeah, sketchy, a little sketchy, but, yeah. um, during the day it's fine. Um, so yeah, the only problem is like when you play a game and you come off the, it's like, Oh, I got to walk how many blocks to the hotel now. All right, here, <laughs> so I don't want to do that. I didn't know. Especially yeah. if it's fucking cold. Out. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. no, it's freezing in Florida. It got in the sixties this uh, week. Wow. Well, I know how to bust out a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Pants are on. Yeah, all the basic bitches brought out their UGG boots. So, including <laughs> every, my including my wife. Love you, honey. Every, everybody. No, she didn't. I'm just kidding. Just talking shit. No, but seriously, my wife did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they can't help it. It's like, oh, it's kind of cold. This is awesome. I'm going to wear my boots. In her defense, she's Puerto Rican, so it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have been waiting like at least eight or nine months to wear that outfit, you know? Yes, so. no doubt. Which is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very true. Maybe even more months, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on when you like, if you bought it on sale because summer was coming type deal. Yeah. The summer special. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of summer specials, cheers, boys. White Claws. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, we're still waiting for our sponsorship, White Claw. We're, uh, we're hanging tight. They're, they're a sponsor of MLB Network, um, but that doesn't mean anything because <laughs> I can't help you with that. Just but, a side note. Yeah, just a side note. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So moving here, what was, uh, you know, what was your favorite kind of transition about why other than work? Yeah. Really brought you to the area. Well, so, um, I guess my wife, uh, really, she likes it. Down she local? Here. Yeah. Uh, no, she's from Ohio. Okay. She's from Ohio. Moved down here after college. Um, and, um, just, you know, love this area. She actually lived off of 45th um and 95 Mm -hmm. um and now up in jupiter but um yeah i mean she loves um i think everything that comes with florida with you can be outside all year round um you know her friends everything like that so it was like all right you know we were gonna rent back here and it was like hard to find what we needed for renting so we ended up buying something so smart investment happy wife happy life yeah you know the deal no doubt What's some of your guys' favorite places to go in Jupiter? Um, 
yeah putting you on the spot baby. yeah uh you know i i really i enjoy like uh anthony's coal fire pizza always um uh we 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 often go there thirsty turtle is another spot we like to go um there's some underground spots these are not yeah. the yeah yeah the locals what's the, only what's the uh what's the spots that like you you've heard of most like what do you oh, like jupiter's typically like uh square grouper or yeah. guanabana is like the ones that come yeah. off the top and the yeah and those places are cool right but i don't know it's just like guanabana's is actually like the atmosphere of the trees like all that it's stuff's awesome. awesome right it's yeah. so nice like uh, you know i could take or leave the food you go there to drink it's cool totally um, yeah music and drinking yeah yep. uh pelican club the new wedding venue spot heard about it heard about it as yeah well. so maybe maybe you guys could could do like a live podcast or something like that from there at the brunch the you know, sunday morning yeah they love brunch maybe we have to start a little brunch show mm. between the polo Brunch. traveling podcast yeah yeah mm-hmm. this well, is something we've pondered and then you could get a coffee sponsor maybe bailey's we're, well we're already working on it there you go did you say bailey's yeah okay yeah, yeah. we'll take bailey's who yeah, else mike yeah. uh you know i think we'll probably have to reach out to pump house coffee since Damn. they are a pump house coffee a singer island uh business that we've been chit-chatting with so we'll see about that coffee perfect maybe get a little little boost here in the uh the studio mm-hmm. i have seen some wedding photos from the venue you're talking about and the place looks amazing like at sunset because like pink skies behind lighthouse the lighthouse right yeah. yeah yeah it's really cool um we actually went to a wedding there a couple weeks ago and then the cool part is you can walk right to square group right after the oh, yeah. after party so that doesn't you know that doesn't hurt. suck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not that i don't go there it's just that like you know i you know we're talking about food spots we're talking it's not like I don't even know if Grouper has food, actually, but Luana's <laughs> not up there. Uh, I think the fish dip is pretty good there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Kind of stinky, but I've heard it's good. Um, Utiki, uh, you know, I I don't often eat there, but like drinking there. Maybe I have a drinking problem. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just so hot outside in Florida. Like, yeah, you just have to drink stuff. Yeah, that's right. Water, yeah. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um I love uh, uh, sushi, but I'm struggling to find a sushi spot in the Jupiter area. So if you guys have any suggestions. Sushi Joe? Mm. So that is, is it still Sushi Joe? It's right by Rocco's, right? No, the the one off of... Uh, North? Nope. Mm. I don't know where this is. I was going to say... Uh, PGA? No, it's right off of Donald Ross in uh, US1. There's one right there. There's one in uh, West Palm. Oh yes, we went there with Cliff. Yes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, Cliff, huh? Yeah, we've been waiting yeah. for Cliffy D's to come on the podcast. You need Cliff on your podcast. You got to have him. He'd be better, way better than me. He's coming on this week. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be a different experience for the viewers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I would highly suggest Sushi Joe's. Um, if there is a Sushi Yama around, oh, so there we, is one. Where is that? Uh, is that off of it's that little it's in that little uh it's military and yes pga yes mm-hmm. i highly suggest that oh you know where else i go it's awesome and it's been like i was so the first time i went i didn't enjoy it but it's it was like seven years ago they've changed it up or done something new uh, chef three forks three forks is like 
I love Capitol Grill, like chain steakhouse wise, but Three Forks stepped it up, dude. It is unbelievable. They have this like bone marrow thing there that's with jam and beef. What is it like a soup? Shit. Uh, no, it's like a. I would. Sounds like, like a an Italian butter. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a little but bone bone marrow. Never had bone marrow. No, I have, but it was actually uh, the the bone marrow, and it was in yeah, soup. Scoop it. Oh, really? It was the actual bone, and you would saying. scoop yeah, out yeah. the marrow, and then the marrow was in the soup. So this is the bone. You scoop out the middle of the mm-hmm. bone, and then you throw it on a piece of bread with uh, braised beef cheeks, I believe, and some <laughs> jam. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sounds but incredible. Pretty good. I didn't, even, I didn't even know I liked beef beef cheeks, but apparently I did. What are beef cheeks? Mm. Is that vegan? Mm, I believe <laughs> I believe that's the exact opposite of vegan. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> not it? Huh? Yeah, You're yeah. a vegan? Absolutely not. No, I'm just <laughs> making jokes <laughs> over here. White claw, I'm I don't know. Claws. There's there's some yeah. There might be some animals. There's definitely animal in protein there. in there. I always want to growl when I drink them, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so transition into uh, now. Here we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, played in the big leagues for like eight years. Um, and the Rays, I got to tell you, the yeah. Rays. Yeah. There's a lot of people loving you there, bro. Yeah. Um, Tampa was fun, man. And I when I had my best year, so I hope that that's where they love me the most. Well, of course. They don't. Yeah. They don't like you if you're not very good. Well, plus, how how is it to play for Joe? Uh, so I didn't play for Joe. I actually played for Kevin Cash. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe came good. the following year. Joe was actually before Kevin. Yep. Um, yep. And now, um, shoot, I don't know. I don't even know when that was, to be honest. I think, I think Kevin was there for like a year or two before I got there, maybe just one year. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I went, so I went team wise in the big leagues, went Marlins for three Mariners for two Rays for two twins for one. And then a little bit with the Phillies last year. So dude, long stint. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it goes by quick, man. It's crazy. You, you, you hear all these people talk about, it, like, don't blink, that kind of stuff. It's like, damn, that was eight years ago. That was seven years ago, that type of thing. But 2010 made my debut, and yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it feels like, you know, I blinked, and it's gone. But yep. it's uh, a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun doing it. And those damn Facebook memories, they, yeah. they don't stop reminding you that you're getting older, do they? <laughs> I had to get off it's it. It's like I nine can't. years yeah. <laughs> It's like nine years ago. Yeah, no doubt. Shut uh, up, Facebook. <laughs> I know that. You feel old. Exactly. I know that's how I feel. Like when Mike and I first met, we were in college. Like 14 years ago, this pops up. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, and really, uh, Facebook was the first year that they um, were like kind of open to like schools only or whatever. Yeah. I that was that. my freshman year. And so. Like that was the first time that anyone posted like anything online besides like MySpace or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and so like when you look at whatever happened like ten years ago, your photos. Shut you're up, like, dude. You've just well, you've never. You're like, what did I take this on? Was yeah, this like yeah. a oh, the camera? Yeah, yeah. Shitty camera. <laughs> we actually had cameras back then, not just phones. Yeah. It's like the very first iPhone. Yeah. Super SD resolution. Yeah, that's uh, how far we've come. It's crazy. You'd think like I remember being like, why would I want to post something that I'm doing like online? And now like if you don't post something online, did it actually happen? Like who knows? The tree fall in the woods. Did did it make noise? Pick to prove it. Well, and you know, you have to find a balance. Like, cause we opened a company that literally just helps people with media production and document what they're doing. And so it there is like, you know, you have to have that fine line of, you know 
where am I being productive and where am I just like living in my own head thinking what people want to see? Yeah. No, I mean, you got to separate that for sure. Right. Um, definitely had some like interesting conversations along the way with some people, with some players, um, trying to come up with like a, a medium for the players. Um, you know, they have like the MLB network, they have the NHL network, they have all that kind of stuff. Right. But all those are basically owned by, um, parties with different interests than the players' interests. They sure. have like the team's interest at hand, they're owned by owners, those type of things. Um, you know, M- NBA is a little different because they split revenues, whereas like MLB and the players' union go against each other head on because um, at every turn, MLB will try to suppress your salary versus like, you know, we're trying to make our way up, keep going up, keep going up, right? So being able to have a platform like you're talking about to document what people do off the field, on the field, that kind of stuff with the big stars getting, um, I guess, you know, a fan base to not only see what you do on the field, but off the field be huge for players. Um, give them a lot of leverage when it comes to like negotiating and CBAs and things like that. So hopefully that gets up and going, but, um, yes, to your point. Yes. You, you, you do have to realize like, Hey, uh, this is in- actually interesting or this is just like me being like an idiot and I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, and, and I would say, do you see that changing in the future? See what changing? Like what? S- some of that context of things as far as like more support for allowing you guys to document more and leverage that. I don't believe that uh, teams or owners or who are front offices care what you document on or off the field as long as it like doesn't hurt their brand sure their name but like uh i also think that if they had it their way uh they would just have you go on to their platforms to make money off of you to turn around and sell that for advertisement right and then i feel like because you know we're not we aren't growing the game together we are at odds that like hurts you know, the players. Yeah. So every time that like you go onto a network like that, you're actually hurting, um, you know, your teammates or the guys coming behind you. Um, but if we were to create our own thing where, you know, we could do that, um, you know, then you start to gain a little bit of leverage. Um, um, and you don't have to like, and that, that would help us actually avoid a strike or something like that to where it's like, they're not going to listen to you until you make them listen to you. Right. So like, why would I like meet a demand you want or why would I think that's a good idea when it's going to ultimately take money out of my pocket? Um, we're going to force you to make us do that. So if we can like show that we're taking money away from them and putting it into our pockets, that's all the leverage you need. Totally. Right. And just out of curiosity coming from like a person who is not a professional athlete with an agent, do you get like recommendations from them or from the team? Like, Hey, no Instagram stories or like, Hey, like, you know, don't post this or do they leave it up to your discretion? Like how does, yeah. I mean, um, I think it's pretty much, there's like a set of guidelines. I think the MLB has, you know, and it's basically like, don't, don't be an idiot. Don't hurt your brand. Don't hurt our brand. Um, as long as you do that, like what, who who cares? Yeah. Post what you want. Now, like, I think like early on there was some like pushback on that. Um, I can remember being on Twitter and getting a lot of pushback from like, why are you on Twitter? Go hit in the cage. It's like, 
what do you mean go hit in the cage? Like it's 10 o'clock at night. I've already done that. <laughs> right. What am I supposed to do? Just be a baseball player and that's it? Shut up and dribble type thing? Right. Let's go watch more tape. Yeah. But so now like like you say, you see that changing. Like So now like LeBron James is, and this is a totally different story. Like he's here, I'm here, whatever. But like LeBron James is coming out and being like a social ambassador now, which is great, which is awesome. And then you have people telling him to shut up and dribble or shut up and go hit in the cage. And now there's like pushback on those people saying that to him. Right. So that's, I think that's a part of the change that's, you know, helped players. It's awesome. You know, guys like him um, have definitely helped push the needle. I completely agree. And, and even like, uh, I think it was AIG hired David Beckham Mm -hmm. to, to be a spokesperson for health, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's, you're going to start to see that more and more often as people are coming out and, you know, speaking more of brands and, and leveraging that opportunity. Um, I remember when I was uh, an athletic training student at UNF, they it was literally like protocol. You're not allowed to go on Facebook. Like, yeah, that's you, you weren't allowed to post anything. You weren't allowed to be on there because it took away from the team. Yeah. And and now look how it's kind of come full circle. And I mean, shit. Just yeah, now the team years, wants you to like, the team exactly. like piggyback off. They're like, hey, we have empty seats. Can you guys post some yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. and, and they and they. That, that's where I think it's pretty neat to see a lot of the college athletes that are possibly going to start getting paid on on certain situations yeah. as well. Yeah, that's I don't, that's an interesting uh, topic. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but it's well overdue. I mean, you know, you see the, the numbers that are being thrown around, and these guys are, you know, putting their lives, their their bodies on the line. And same for times. same for you guys, though. Yeah, for sure, no S- doubt. Same for you guys. I mean, if it. That, that's where shit if you have a million followers and you're bringing that much leverage to to their brand you know that's that's why there's companies out there to to evaluate that right so i think like so you can like talk about numbers or whatever but like look at like you know that's all that's baseball money like everybody like compares baseball today they do have the biggest contracts for sure. individuals but sure. they don't pay anybody else right so like oh there's nothing wrong with baseball's economic system when you got Bryce Harper making $330 million over 13 years. Like that's a crazy deal. Nobody signs those deals. I'd sign that deal. (laughs) Why is baseball in a bad spot? Well, if you like dig in a little deeper, like it's stars and scrubs, right? Like it's not the best of the best anymore. It's Bryce Harper versus a guy that should be in double A. Sure. You know what I mean? It's Manny Machado versus a guy that was in low A and has a year of experience and professional baseball because they don't pay the other guys because they don't have to. You know, they say, why don't they, why doesn't baseball, baseball needs to promote their stars better? They don't want to promote anybody else other than their stars. Correct. Because then they have to pay them. Correct. Right. Like, uh, when you go. Well, you and I, you and I both know that, that minor league money and big league money are completely, or 40 man roster money is completely different. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm not saying that it's anywhere close to, um, this, but like, when you go through the minor leagues, many, many people quit. Many people ring the bell, like on the seals. <laughs> like, I'm done. like I, I don't want to do this anymore because yeah. I'm getting no money. I have the wife. I have a kid. Like, I need to go, like, make a real, like, be an adult, you know? And I can't wait to see if I can make it to the big leagues or not. Um, you know, and that's, that's sad, right? Like, these guys have devoted their 25 years of life to something, and now they're not going to be able to capitalize on what they've done. And hopefully they have a backup plan, things like that. But, um, you know, oh, it's just, it is what it is. That's what happens when you, you don't, you're not that good. Well, yeah, but like, look at like, I would say that like there's, there's, so there's baseball had, 
10 billion dollars in revenues last year right 10 billion that was up a billion from 9 billion the year before we get the players it's broken up right now at like 32 33% of the revenues if and it's going down um and so like 70 whatever percents with the owners and uh, you know, if you look at that, like it wasn't like the 60% like in the early 2000s, right? But now everybody's like, oh, we can't spend money. We can't do this. We can't do that. It's all optics. It's all PR. Sure. Um, you know, the New York Yankees make $700 million annually, just local, just locally in the New York area, $700 million. That's not like jerseys and ball caps and stuff. Right. But Brian Cashman saying that he has directives from above to stay underneath the luxury tax. And the luxury tax is not a cap. Now there is financial penalties if you go over that cap, but they're not extreme. So like, again, we're talking about $10 billion in revenue. Like a slap on the wrist. Dollars. Yeah. If you go $20 million over the luxury ta- uh, cap, it's a $2 million fine. Which is a, that's a white a penny. Yeah, yeah. That's a white claw to them. So like, you know what I mean? Like now I get it. Like who wouldn't want $2 million? Like, yeah, give me $2 million. Sure. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like you got, so many teams that drive this $10 billion, there's only like five or six of them that drive this. And they used to go over the luxury tax because they didn't care. Like the Dodgers, they'd go over. Who cares? Like we're trying to win. We're trying mm-hmm. to win now. Well, they stopped doing that. They, they they want to get under because it's financially smart. And people have been like, yeah, why would you want to pay these guys this money? It's not, it's not like they're taking it from you. You think their ticket sales are paying, our, paying us? No, no, that's not how that works. No. The tickets are going straight to the owners. Unless it's the playoffs, then we split the gate. Uh, Everything else that is like, and that's contractual as well. What's that? That split. Oh, that split. Yeah, that's in the CBA. Yep. Um, and that's another thing too. Is like, so the the front offices hire the staff, right? Um, the support staff. But we're expected. The players are expected to tip out the support staff mm-hmm. for helping us out through the year. Okay. Well, we're also uh, when we get to the playoffs and we are getting our shares, we're also expected to give them shares. Right. But they keep like the front offices and the uh, support staff just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is a good thing for the players to have these resources. But at the same time, it's like you guys are hiring them right. and you're promising and they've been promised uh, something they, they can't come through on. They've been promised playoff shares. And it's like, no, like the players get to decide that. Well, you know, then people get screwed out of what they think they're going to get. And it's just, you know, but the owners take exactly like that half that they make, whatever they it is, it. right? That you have it. Yeah. And they're not going to like, Oh, okay. You didn't get the players and give it here. Some here's your bonus check. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I think there's probably a lot of guys in Palm beach County that can relate to you. I mean, there's a lot of minor league teams around here. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, your message and your story will really resonate with a lot of, a lot of the listeners. Well, and I mean, I know a lot of the, the younger guys, it's, they may be working other jobs, Oh, in the off season. Yeah, I had to. I worked at a card store when I was in the minor leagues. Yeah. Bingo. You know, not even really being able to de- dedicate your whole life to training. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is like, you, yeah, you can train all you want. You're going to have some free time. So I guess you could work. But like, I mean, I, I feel like you shouldn't have to. Like, if the big leaguer players are like the CEOs of the company and they're making this money, th- there, Follow shouldn't their be, footsteps. there shouldn't be that big of a... a disparity between the guys in triple a right like if you're making if a league minimum is five hundred thousand dollars 
but like league men in the minor leagues and triple a is seven thousand dollars like there is a huge difference there huge difference <laughs> and it's because the minor league players don't have a union and like yeah it'd be awesome to get them unionized and all that stuff i don't even know how that all works but it won't yeah i, I think happen. it's too big yeah, I think it's too big, and and that's also kind of the perk of also making it from minors to majors, you know. Sure, like you want to like have some incentive. Like I understand totally, that, but like when you start playing this game, you don't play it to make money. You play it to get to the big leagues. Like, sure. So like that's all I'm saying is like give me a better chance to make it to the big leagues by giving me a little more support when I'm grinding my ass off in the minor leagues versus eating bullshit food and barely making yeah. it. This is like the biggest misconception in this thing. I think is like. Uh, the ticket prices that people pay pay baseball players or pay any athlete, and that's not accurate at all. We're I think we're we're paid mostly by uh, advertisements, um, but every team knows what they're making, and before they open up a gate, before they throw a pitch, it's all they already have all these um, revenue sharings and things like that uh, um, divvied out. So. MLB Network, they make $800 million a year. The players get six of that because they don't need us, and we signed that deal for some reason, the PA. And um, the owners, 30 owners, pull in the same direction, so they split that $800 million, the rest of the $800 million up evenly, right? Only 6%. Only 6%. That's what you said? The players get they get six million out six of eight hundred okay. million. That's less than one percent. Yeah, um, you know, and like again, yeah, you're right. They don't need us, but if like we stop going on there completely, then you're gonna have Bill Ripken with his thumb up his butt, like telling us how to field a bunt, and you're gonna lose viewers, right? So like, if you want to hear Josh Donaldson's theory on hearing uh, hitting, you don't, you're not gonna find that there because why would we help um, somebody who doesn't have our best interest in mind? Sure. You know, that thing. And like, and the, the crazy here, like when you build, when a new stadium is built, the first thing the owners want to do is uh, get away with like charging the taxpayers, uh, put in the tax one, you get a penny on a dollar for the next 70 years, it'll be taxed and it'll pay for the stadium. And you guys won't even know it's gone. And it's like, but dude, it's a $10 billion industry. Right. The players are only getting 30%. And somehow you're crying poor and you can't afford your own fucking stadium. Meanwhile, the taxpayers and the athletes are getting screwed. Well, and I'm turning my... And then, and then they've turned the fans on us. Like, it's always our fault. We're rich, overprivileged, like, just whiny babies. Which ain't the... I mean, I mean, look look at the athletes nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you see it, you experience it. You like I said, you grind it out when you're in your 20s for $7,000 a year. Like, I don't know if we're overpaid, uh, overpaid and overprivileged, but I do think we should get our... Fair share. I completely agree with you on that. Well, and and I don't turn my TV on to see the beautiful stadium and to watch the advertisements. Right. You know, and. Oh, but they think you do because we have to get the game time under three hours. Directives from the commissioner, which, by the way, there's a whole. Okay, I'm going to get into this. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Three hours is what they they deem that um, their numbers say that will get us more viewers if we can get under three hours. Well, we can't get under three hours. We they want to put a pitch clock in. They want to speed the game up any way they can. They've seen all this shit, right? How come not one time have they brought up the fact that they will uh, lessen t- uh, commercial timeouts? We don't need two minutes between an inning. No not, way. We don't, I don't need two. And then when you're a national televised game, it's two, it's two minutes and 50 seconds. We don't need that. 
Maybe you could just get rid of the third out and just use two outs. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's just as good of the, an idea. Yeah, they're just running <laughs> like it's basketball, but baseball now. Well, I'm just thinking about the the Cardinals fucking marathon that they had this year where they went, what, 14 innings, 15 innings? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's some ideas that I do like that they have, right? Sure. Like like putting a runner on second base with with runner, uh, with runner uh, extra innings. Like, that's that'd, that'd be good. Uh, to do that, speed the games up. Expedite it. Yeah. I also like. I also like the home run derby thing. Like, okay, it goes to extra it's tie game, extra nine innings. No, we're not doing extra innings anymore. We're just doing uh, this hitter versus this hitter. Uh, they have like desert like hitters just on the team for that for home run derby, and it'd be like a like you ever seen those genius. softball long, long oh, drive man. guys? Like Dude, they're, genius. Yeah, that, I think that'd be awesome. I that would get a lot more people in the stands, or like, like can, like it's like penalty kicks, but like yeah, how, how can we get that approved? Uh, uh, I probably it should not be my idea. It should be somebody else's. And, well, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you draw the line of preserving the integrity of the game and the history and the record books yeah. versus like you know making a game fit into a certain time slot that works for viewers? Yeah. Um. So like, there's a lot of that stuff. So like, uh, me as a player, like, I I I do see where. So I would love to it's an unbalanced schedule right now and you have uh, it's not when, when the Braves and the Phillies have their interleague matchups, like the Phillies play the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember who the Braves played, but um, the point is, is that like, it could be unfair to like there's teams not trying. Here we go. Washington nationals, their natural rival is the Baltimore Orioles. Washington's in, in a wild card race at the end of the year. The Phillies are in a wild card race at the end of the year. We're playing the Boston Red Sox, which is a better team. Sure. Um, and they're playing the Baltimore Orioles. So that, that's every year that that happens. Um, but we won't, we'll only play the Baltimore Orioles once every four years. <laughs> that's a big and, and they play And they play in the Red Sox once every four years. So like the, the 162 games, just make it 142 games. And then you lengthen the playoffs. There In baseball, there are... 30 teams, but only eight of them with a wild, uh, maybe 10 with a wild card, uh, make the playoffs. That's the, that's the, the least amount in the three, three big three, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause you have basketball is crazy. They have how many people get in there. Um, football, I think is a little less, but still it's more. And then, um, NHL is like two months long worth of playoffs. That's true. Three months long. And I know in the NFL, they moved some of your in-conference games to the end of your season, every season. So, for example, in Jacksonville, they're, they play like the Colts, who are their divisional rival, like yeah. December 20-something every yeah. year. Like mm -hmm. for just for even bragging rights, if both teams are out of it, at least they're going to put something on the field. Totally. Yeah, um, that's not the case in the big leagues, unfortunately. Like we talked about, we touched on a little bit earlier, it's like, there's no bragging rights. There's no, like they just, owners have flat out said, we don't care if we win. We're going to stay underneath this luxury tax if we're the New York Yankees, which if George Steinbrenner was still alive, he'd be flipping shit. Um, and now the Red Sox fired their their general manager because yeah. he was over and over the limit and didn't go to the playoffs. Um, but won the World Series the year before, but he's fired. Um 
So basically what I'm saying is that winning doesn't matter to them. And that's unfortunate. So you have to make it matter. Totally. So you take down the amount of regular season games to 142, and then you increase playoffs, make playoffs, make winning, incentivize winning, make it more valuable to the owners to put money in their pocket. And you haven't thought about this uh, often no, not at, at all. all. Not at all. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you need to come in and start your own podcast here at Media Zone? Fun fact for you. Fun fact for you. The Washington <laughs> Nationals had the oldest roster in the big leagues this year. No shit. And they won. Another fun fact for you. The year before, the Red Sox had the most expensive team in the big leagues. Everybody's up in arms about being over the luxury tax, but they won. But they won as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you don't want to win, then don't go over, I guess. I don't know. Well, or, I mean, listen, it's it's, it's also. But they don't want to win because you have like the raise at $30 million a year. Yeah, $60 million a year. Yeah, but look, you guys are still fucking competing over there. That's because they have really good research and development and scouting and things like that. Totally. But uh, that's not common. Like, no. When's the last time they were in, in, in the uh, playoffs? It's probably when you were it's been there. been a while. No, I didn't make the playoffs there. It was, you didn't? No, Wild unfortunately. Card? No. It was before me, so it was probably when Madden was there. Yeah, the golden 12, years, Longoria 13. and Crawford. Mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, like, in teams like – and it's not – it's not incorrect, but just the way that it's they're going about it. They always point. You always point to like the Cubs or the Astros. They're going to tank and then they're going to be really good, right? Well, they were the only two teams doing it at that time, right? Sure. So it was easier to get number one and number two overall picks. Well, now you have like half the league doing it because if you're not in, if you're not first, you're last apparently. And then in our Talladega Nights League, <laughs> you so know, we're even laughing because we were watching the Dolphins game on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's and the Dolphins fans were like they they can't even suck bad enough to get the first pick. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the Bengals got it because yeah. the Bengals don't care either. No, exactly. Right. So like the Bengals and the Dolphins are going there, and I just kind of want to go as like a satire, like a like this is this is what's wrong with sports. I'm here because I'm supporting the opposite of this. I don't like it's but the the tenth place trophy. It's it's outrageous. <laughs> like they should like. Soccer has it right, right, where they have relegation, things like that. Now, it would be really hard to bring that over here. But, like, as a fan, and I know I'm a player, but as a fan, I wanted my team to win all the time. The Royals, when I was young, never competed. And they only started doing well when I was – they were clinching against me, um, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to – yeah, one of the playoffs <laughs> against me. But, um, but yeah, like, it doesn't – it's not like it's like, oh, we're going to stink for five years and then we'll be better or we're, we're going to be really good. That's not how that works. Right. Like you're going to try to stink for five years, but you're going to actually stink for 25 20, years. Yeah. yeah. Like the that. Cubs. Yeah. I've seen that story before. Yeah. Now I have to ask you and you might have some plugs here, but tell us a little bit more about this drink better bourbon. Yeah. Is um, this a, is this a, a friend's company? You're yep. just a big fan. Yep. Asking so, for a friend. Yeah. So my buddy, uh, Nick Doyle, um, he is, uh, with treaty Oak distillery. And they, uh, and it's in Dripping Springs, Texas, in um, Austin. Um, but uh, he sends me free bottles of liquor all the time. So, um, and I do enjoy um, their two bourbons. They have uh, Red Handed, and I can't remember the other one right now. Tell them thank you. But yes, it's uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy their bourbon. Um, I'm actually so we're going to Dallas for Christmas. I'm gonna try to head over to. Dripping Springs and see the uh, distillery and do that thing. So I, I'm a big fan. I went on the bourbon trails when we were in Louisville this year. Um, big fan of it. Like how it's like all individualized, but like you can, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool process. Shit. I'm a fan. 
Hey, I'm sure he appreciates you uh, swagging it out, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's another thing, too. He sends me free stuff because I like to wear free stuff. So Yeah. Why not? And it's soft. Just, you know, we'll we'll fuzz out the White Claw logo and put the uh, patch <laughs> over the top. And They're not direct competitors, right? Like Treaty, Treaty Oak Spike Seltzer is coming soon. There you go. Ooh. That's a good Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we will also come to Texas and drink all of your alcohol as well. We'll bring the podcast gear too. Mm. <laughs> well, guys, is there anything else that you want to hit on today before we wrap it up? Hey, we talked about baseball economics. Sorry. Don't be. All right. Dude, that's part of the, uh, the process. Um, again, you know, just over the past few years of, of the relationship we've built, mm-hmm. um, I've seen the growth in, in just – a lot of the player awareness that you've you've created yeah yeah. and again more of the economic side of things so you need to create that awareness just like college athletes have for what they're doing yeah no doubt you know and a lot of those young guys are are very fortunate a to have you around to to show and pave the way yeah you know yeah well hopefully it makes a difference um no i believe it will bro yeah it's just when you like think that you've accomplished something and that you've like you're going to get one thing and then it's like taken away and you feel like you've been like robbed so you don't want other people to do that so you kind of like speak up about it yep you know no i respect that so what's next uh i'm trying to go play in japan this year see what happens yeah that'd be cool um i'm all about the experiences right now um i think playing over there would be a really cool experience i've heard nothing but great things about the education system um for my daughter um and move uh, the whole family yeah well you just you know for the six months or whatever it is but uh yeah uh daughter little boy and my wife i don't know if the three-legged pup's gonna make it but uh you know she can go with mimi or something for for the summer yeah we are fans of good boys and good girls on the podcast (laughs) yeah that's true we're puppy puppy friendly here oh yeah well you'd love this one she just loves to give kisses and run around and play she's freaking fast still for three legs she's fast see You'll have to uh, bring her in next time, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. That will that'll get you more views too. Just like a oh, three legged dog, like that, you're gonna get clicks for that. It's clickbait. Oh my gosh, <laughs> strategic. Well, Logan, we can't thank you enough for coming into Media Zone. It's um, it's it's really nice to hear your story. You know, it's um, I think when people think about sports and athletes, it's a lot of the glitter and what you see on the front of Instagram and stuff, and it's. You know, I think a podcast is a great spot to come in and kind of share some of these stories. And that's what we wanted to do with the Palm Beach podcast is, you know, find some people that have a great mindset um, that are, you know, living in the community, working in the community, have connections in the community and share their story. And I think you're going to resonate with more viewers and listeners than you actually think. Yep. I agree, man. And, and, And truthfully, thank you again for coming on, bro. Yeah, guys. Had fun. Awesome. Well, uh, Treaty Oak, we're uh, we're looking forward to the uh, future sponsorship and the spike seltzers from you guys. That's right. Cheers. Yeah, and until then, cheers. Cheers.